Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. There are five men in the New Testament that bear the same name. The name means Jehovah is gracious. But one of them seems to stand head and shoulders above all the rest. Before he became a disciple, he was a fisherman. He was actually a cousin of the Lord Jesus Christ. Their mothers were sisters. And he became a part of the inner circle of disciples during Christ's earthly ministry. He's known as the beloved disciple, or in the words of Scripture, the disciple whom Jesus loved. He had a very close personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. Near the end of his life, he's referred to as the elder. And he would later write the revelation of Jesus Christ. Think of this. He's going to outlive Peter. He's going to outlive Paul by probably 30 years. He'll die when he was nearly 100 years of age. And God used this man named John to pen some of the most simple and yet profound pages of Holy Scripture. We've come in our journey through Scripture to the little book of 1 John, a book that really is a sequel, I believe, to the gospel record that John wrote by the same name. Someone has even suggested that 1 John is really an interpretation or a commentary of his gospel account. And there are a host of similarities that would make a great in-depth study. But John writes this particular book for a specific reason. You see, 1 John is a family book. You know, there's nothing quite like family. And there is a, a fellowship, a sense of belonging that God designed for family to give. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in the Old Testament that God setteth the solitary in families. Earthly families are really just to be an illustration, if you will, or a mirror of His family and uh, the, the spiritual reality uh, that He desires for us to enter into in the family of God. Well, 1 John is all about family fellowship. For example, the word father is used 13 times. Uh, the tender little expression, little children, is used 11 times. There is a, an intimacy that only family members know. Uh, there is a fellowship that only family members enjoy. And we're given this idea right at the very beginning of the book. 1 John chapter 1 Verses 3 and 4 say, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. So we have fellowship with each other. We have fellowship with the Father. We have fellowship with Jesus Christ. There's a progression. We have fellowship with one another only because we have fellowship with God. We have the same Father. And we have fellowship with God our Father only because we've discovered that fellowship through Jesus Christ. The only way to know the Father is through the Son. And the only way to be in the family is to be a child of the Heavenly Father. So everything else in the book builds on this idea of family relationship and family fellowship. And John frequently refers to them as his beloved. He speaks of love a great deal in this book. It's a book of family love. Now let's put it in context. John has outlived all the disciples. 
he is going to write some of the last of the New Testament scriptures. And by this stage in the early New Testament church, uh, there were enemies to the gospel. Uh, there are always enemies. Every time God's at work, so's the devil. And there was a certain heretical teaching that had cropped up that claimed to have some superior revelation to normal Christianity. There's no new thing. There's always somebody saying they've got something more to tell you than what Christ had to say. And so 1 John was written in such a simple, profound way to lead people back to the truth that is found in Jesus Christ. You see, this teaching that was being expounded in that day caused people to have an incorrect view of who Christ was and of Christ's work. It, it detracted from the deity of Christ. And in the end, it changed the way people live because if you don't believe the right thing, you're not going to behave the right way. So John, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes this little book to expose error by simply expounding the truth. And let me just tell you, the best way to combat the error and the lies in our world is not by debate and not by argument. It is simply by giving the timeless truth of Jesus Christ again and again. And that's what John does in a powerful way. He's leading us to understand and know the truth. Did you know that the little word know or some... some uh, related word of that is used close to 40 times in this one little book of 1 John. It's a book of knowledge. It's a book of assurance. For example, there's seven tests of genuine Christianity, genuine relationship with God found in this book. And they're marked by the phrase, if we say, or he that saith. And why are they given? Because God wants you to know you're saved. And He not only wants you to know you're saved, He wants you to know once you are saved, that you're in fellowship with Him. He wants you not only to be a believer, He wants you to walk with Him every day. And so the Lord is leading us back to the simplicity of who Christ is and our relationship and our fellowship with Him. Now the key verse, I believe, is near the end of the book. It's a, a verse that we've quoted often and we often use to help lead people to assurance of salvation. It's 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 13. I believe... It's a good summary verse for the entire book. It says this, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. In other words, he says we've written these things so that those of you who believe on Christ will know for sure you have eternal life and you'll go on in faith. In other words, faith is not to be an event it's to be a way of life. You're to grow in your faith. You're to believe God for greater things. You're to know the Lord in a greater way. It's not just what you believe, it's who you believe. Who have you believed on? We've believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. There are times that the measurement of my faith, the strength of my faith is not what it ought to be. But the object of my faith always is. The object of my faith never changes the object of my faith is the Lord Jesus Christ. John's letter is unusual because the book is not laid out with hard, fast breaks. Rather, it's written with recurring themes. And those themes seem to crop up just over and over and over again. He's rehearsing for us those truths that we must know that will bring us to full assurance. He does give several purpose statements, though. Let me give them to you quickly. In chapter 1, verse 7, he says, I'm writing so that your joy will be full. Do you want your joy to be full today? Uh, then root your assurance in who Christ is. Then in chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I'm writing so that you will not sin. 
Would you like not to sin today? We live in a sin-cursed world and sinful bodies of flesh. God's made a way so that this day you don't have to sin. No, you have a choice how root your life in who Christ is. In chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I'm writing to identify who the seducers are, the people that are trying to lead you astray. Well, how do you identify them? By knowing who Christ is. And then in chapter 5, verse 13, this key verse of the book, he says, I'm writing so that you'll know that you have eternal life and you'll continue to believe on the name of the Son of God. How do you do that? By knowing who Christ is. You see, our joy, our holiness, our protection, our assurance is all rooted in who Christ is. And so I want to challenge you to read through this little book of 1 John again. We've often said to people who are having doubts, read 1 John. Uh, my friend, that's not just for people who are having doubts. It's for all of us who are trying to live the life of faith. Read 1 John and ask the Lord, Lord, help me to be as close to you as I can. Help me to know you in a deeper, fuller way. Help my faith to grow today. Uh, faith should not simply be the testimony of how we got saved. It should be the story of how we're living every day of our life. My prayer for you today, friend, on this journey is that you will know the joy and victory that comes through living the life of faith in Jesus Christ. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.